Welcome to This Grit and Grace Life. You've got questions, we've got answers. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again, we're bringing real answers to help you live and love your grit and grace life. Welcome to This Grit and Grace Life. I'm Darlene Brock. Hey, girl. Hey, I'm Julie Bender. Julie, did you have a good morning? Yes. <laughs> Sitting here, very sweaty, regretting not bringing a change of clothes to sit here and talk about being strong, but maybe I'm supposed to just be sitting in my strength, yes. stewing in it. Stewing. Gross. Literally stewing in your strength. Fortunately, How do you no... feel about me stewing in my strength in your office? <laughs> well, it's fine because the odor apparently hasn't come this far yet, <laughs> yes. so all good. <laughs> well, we're going to be talking about women of strength today, but first we must go to the internet to uh -huh. hear what are some things that we do thinking that we're being strong as women. Yeah, whether we want to admit it or not. Um, okay, here's the first one. We carry all of our groceries at one time in one trip without cutting off the blood supply. Without doing that? Or uh, we just muscle through cutting off our We blood act supply. like that our, our hands have not gone numb and turned white. Well, so what's funny about this one is we absolutely always do this. But what's not good is when our husband witnesses us doing it. Or opens right? the door for us. I mean, I just feel like Donnie looks at me like like just horrified that I would commit the cardinal sin of trying to do this. And I'm like, bro, I do this every single day. You just happen to be witnessing it right now. Yeah. I'm fine. Yeah, it's what yeah. we do. Yeah. Brock stands up and goes, why didn't you let me exactly. know? Why didn't you tell me? And I'm like, move out of my way. <laughs> I, I'm heading toward do. the kitchen. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, this is true. We do this. We buy the dress solely because it has pockets. They're great, aren't they? I was on Costco's website the other day and somehow got shown this hideous dress. <laughs> and I'm looking at it like, who's buying this? And then I saw it had pockets and it all made sense. It did make sense because they're amazing. Pockets in a dress. What a wonderful invention. I never do this one. Never. <laughs> Loses car keys, sunglasses, shoes, or even our phone every time we enter the house. Guilty. Me I'm too. Just guilty. And me too. Maybe uh, not all of those things, but something on that list yeah. on a daily basis. Two out of five mm -hmm. every day. Mm -hmm. Okay. This next one is about concealer. And I just, to be honest, I don't really wear makeup anymore. It's because I'm lame and I don't go anywhere. But how many times have we put concealer over our concealer just to realize that like we've got like a cake fest going on on our face. <laughs> and then we just think, well, but if I put a little more, it's maybe true. it'll hide it. Yeah, it is. And then you end up with a mud pack and you have to start all over again. I like this one because it is so true. Dreams of the day where we have all socks that match. I mean, I've just given up. Like, I mean, as long as they're the same height, it doesn't matter if they're, <laughs> you know, at least the same cut. You know what I mean? It's like the low cut. Is yeah. it the heel gripper? Yeah. As long as it's the same cut, they can match. Do you ever wonder what happens to that extra sock? I just don't even understand. I don't either. It's I lost think they're somewhere. behind the washer and dryer. They are. Oh, yeah. For sure. They are. Okay. I'm curious if you write in a journal, but those of us who write in a journal, we have to hide it away because we recognize that if anyone else were to find it, it would sound like a preteen middle schoolers journal. Yeah, it's true. And I do write in a journal and I call it my prayer journal, which it is. Okay. But at the same time, I realize 
when I die, they all need to be burned because I'm praying for things that aren't bad, but <laughs> I don't want my, you know, I don't want anybody to know that I'm concerned about this part of their lives or, you know, whatever. So <laughs> I may, you know, put it in whatever document I have. Please just throw them away. Do not read them. But that just screams, read me. <laughs> it does. <laughs> whatever. Okay. Have you done this? Have you bought the same pair of jeans in every single shade they offer because they make your butt look good? Absolutely. Especially at my age. Oh. <laughs> are they from Costco? Okay. Sorry. I took that one too far, but I recently bought some Costco jeans and I was like, these are epic. Why did I not look to see if they had other colors? Cause you know how like it's there one week and gone the next. Oh yeah. Yeah. And if it goes to the 0.97, you know, they're discontinuing That's it. True. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we definitely have our quirks, we as women, and we each have our own path through our various life circumstances. But we've discovered at Grit and Grace that we all want to be strong. Every single one of us want to face this life and tackle the challenges that we find before us with strength. Mm -hmm. There are days that we feel strong, and then there are days that we feel incredibly weak. And let me just first say that's so normal. It's so every <laughs> it single one of us. But in this episode, we want to talk more about specific things that we can do, things that we actually can work on to become that woman of strength that we want to be one day at a time, just one freaking day at a time. That's right. And that's all it is, one day at a time. But I think a great starting place is you want to be the woman that you needed when you were a girl. You know, we all have women in our lives that filled voids or gave us wisdom or compassion or understanding that maybe we didn't get elsewhere and we really needed and whether it was a grandmother an aunt a mom a neighbor you know someone a teacher just some woman that met your needs in a way that you you really realize now they were filling a void I know we've talked about that idea before, and I've definitely been inspired by that thought of, I want to be, you know, I want to be for Rev, who I didn't have. Um, but I also think I want to break this down sometimes, kind of going back to what we just said about one day at a time. Sometimes I can get overwhelmed thinking that I have to be for Rev or even for Lincoln, who I didn't have growing up. And I can think about like, I have to be this amazing awesome person for the rest of their child rearing years. But instead, if I just think if I can today, be who I needed when I was younger, then that's my goal. That's my short-term focus. And that's going to make a difference in their life today. That's really true, Julian. Every single one of us is going to fall down on that job. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not going to be for our children, our spouse, um, our friends, our neighbors. We're not going to be that all the time. We absolutely won't. So, you know, it's the whole win more than you lose concept. <laughs> if you if your heart's there and your desire is there, then you will indeed be that person enough to where you're positively affecting those around you. So I guess maybe practically speaking, what are some of the characteristics that we know we want to focus on being that, that we pulled from those people who blessed us in different places when we were young? What are some of those things that maybe we weren't getting them in our four walls of our home, but we saw them in other women around us that we know we want to be emulating today? I think for me, one of the things I so admired in those women was resilience. Mm. You know, I, I would see them deal with difficult things in life because everybody does, but they had this ability to just step back, step up, 
and keep going. And, you know, we all face difficult things, but to be able to say, I will be resilient in the midst of it. And again, Julie, it's not like we're going to do these things every time, every day. Mm -hmm. But even if I saw them crumble for a little bit and then face it, I still admired them. For sure. I'm shocked that you didn't say tenacity there. I know. Is that not your buzzword for 2023? (laughs) No, it's my buzzword forever. So they had tenacity. You were so right. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, I feel like obviously we would want to say, you know, tenacity, grit, but also the flip side of that that we talk so much here is grace. I mean, how many times do we just have to be willing to say, I messed up or you messed up and it's okay. I'm going to overlook it. We're going to move on. We're going to, you know offer forgiveness a second chance there's so much power in showing grace oh there really is and I think the fact that women have done that for us makes it easier for us to do it for others this is one that I I saw in my great-grandmother that I absolutely loved and that is she was the glue that held the family together Mm -hmm. she was the one that everyone would say grandma bunger blah 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 whatever it was she loved all of her 13 children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren equally, no matter how messed up we all were. (laughs) It didn't matter. She would gather us in her home. We would sit in this small duplex that she was part of or that she lived in half of on the steps, at the table, in the living room, on the porch. We would just cover the place with humanity. (laughs) And she loved every single one of us in the same way. I feel like you've talked about her there before and it's like, I don't know her, but I feel like I want to be like her. So I can see that she's certainly had an impact on you. I think back to my childhood and it's ironic and I don't, I don't know if you're going to like how I'm going to say this, but when I think of my childhood, um, we've talked about it here on the show. I was raised by my great grandmother and we had a really unhealthy relationship. And so for me, the person I looked to was my aunt. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she was kind of the one that I looked up to, like, if I could just end up like her, I'm going to be okay. I was inspired by her. She was smart. She had, she was married, all the things. And then later in life, I realized that she was actually in a really unhealthy place, but she was there for me and my sister. And so it's like, isn't that how we really are though? We can, like we're talking about, show up and be the glue and show love and show grace and be strong. Even when behind the scenes, maybe we're not, she still made that incredible impact on me. Now, as an adult, I see things differently and I can love her for the fact that she was such a pillar for me, even though in a lot of ways she was truly crumbling herself. You know what, Julie, that's a great point because we don't have to have perfect lives to be this woman. Mm -hmm. You know, I speak of my great grandmother, but I also tell the tale that in the literal turn of the century from 1800s to 1900s, because she, you know, she was way back there she got pregnant out of as an unmarried woman Uh I mean that's how it would have been right oh totally yeah no they would have hidden her they would have you know ostracized her for sure and the fact that she found a man who would marry her Mm -hmm. was uh, and it wasn't the father of her child was amazing but he was a cruel man Mm. he was not a kind man So, you know, I look back at her life and go, it wasn't perfect. Her circumstances weren't perfect because she was married to a difficult man for all of those other 12 children. So again, ladies, it's not that you have to have a perfect life or have it all figured out to be this strong woman. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, do we just end the episode here? Because I am inspired. I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. I love that. Um, okay. Let's go on to the next thing that I think really kind of exemplifies how we're walking in strength. And it might seem a little counterintuitive, but it's to lower our expectations. I mean, if we just lower the bar, look at that. I just hopped right over it. <laughs> it is true. And I, you know, the starting place I think often is for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, you want to be that woman for your children every single day. Well, you know, lower the bar. (laughs) You won't and you can't Mm -hmm. and neither can anyone else. Yeah. So the first step to really kind of rising up is truly to lower the bar. And we say that not as a joke, but like most of the time we're expecting far too much from ourselves. We literally cannot measure up to the things we have in our mind that we have to do to be good enough. Um, You know, you think about how if you were to really ask your best friend, your kid, your spouse, if you're meeting their needs, if if they feel loved and supported by you, they would probably say, are you kidding me? Of course I do. And list off, you know, five, six things that you do to show up in their life that you maybe even forget that you're doing or that add up to be such an incredible influence on them. So if you got rid of the 47 other things you were also trying to do, you would still be more than enough. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I wrote a line down that I really liked, and that is strive for progress, not perfection. Mm -hmm. We don't believe we can be perfect Mm -hmm. and shouldn't even try. For sure. I mean, and that's, we need to also allow these expectations to come down for the people around us. Mm -hmm. I mean, we'll just be so much nicer if we just lower our expectations across the board for everyone, not just us, but the people that we love. It's true. Whether it's, you know, the store clerk, our neighbor, our children, our spouse, our boyfriend, our mother, doesn't matter. Just Mm -hmm. lower it for other people because Mm -hmm. they're not going to live up to perfection any more than we are. For sure. And the truth is, is when we give grace, when there's that, you know, attitude, when there's that uh, lifestyle, when there's uh, like a demeanor, a presence of grace in the home, everyone just feels more at peace. It's okay if the house is messy. It's okay if you're not, you know, hitting all of your goals in all of the places there's a sense of peace that comes with not constantly striving or beating yourself up for not hitting the levels that are far too hard to achieve that comes from just being okay. Here's one that I think all of us should embrace. We need to determine who we want to be, how we want to live, setting our own goals. Now, what I, let's start with this. Don't set anybody else's goals. <laughs> Wait, what? (laughs) Yeah. Don't set their goals or expectations Mm. on your life because you're not them. Mm. Yeah. That whatever they're striving for, whatever a peer is striving for, whatever you see on social media that they're striving for, doesn't mean it's right for you. You need to make your own. Keep in mind that the season that you're in might call for different goals than maybe you used to have. And that has to be okay too. That's part of loving yourself. That's part of being strong, recognizing when your needs change or priorities have to shift. That is okay. And that's why we can't always be looking at, you know, the person next to us to set our goals because they're not living with the same set of circumstances that you are. Great point, Julie. Great point. This one, because we all have attitude problems sometimes, sometimes <laughs> we need to adjust our attitude <sighs> in the moment. Okay, this is a good one. A bad attitude is like a flat tire. You cannot go anywhere until you change it. 
I mean, that is actually really a smart comparison because otherwise we do. We try to just like, well, it's fine. I'll just grumble on through this. But that's horrible. And nobody wants to be around you when you're grumbling through something. Yeah, even you. (laughs) And I don't like to be around my kid when he's grumbling through something. So So I need to remember this to say this to him. Something we do with Lincoln is we tell him, okay, it's time to turn it around. And we literally make him walk in a circle, you know, and he usually is rolling his eyes the first couple rounds. Uh-huh. By the third one, he's really dizzy. And then he has to like completely start over. And then he laughs. And <laughs> yes. It's all good. But yeah. we do. We like physically until until we're laughing about it, then that's when the attitude is really gone. Yeah. Yeah. One way to do the day to day is to develop good habits, mm. things that you repeatedly do, whether it is in how you approach things or the actual things that you do. There is a quote by F.M. Alexander. People do not decide futures. They decide their habits, and their habits decide their futures. Interesting. Uh I mean, how many times have we been sitting thinking about this place that we want to end up and all the things we are going to have to do to get there instead of just focusing on, let me shift these two or three things that are going to put me in a position to get where I want to go. Yeah, a third cup of coffee in the morning. I think maybe that would adjust all of my life. (laughs) Wait, are you saying if only you would have that third cup or maybe you need to drop the third cup? (laughs) I'm not sure which. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Okay, so we know maybe, if you've been listening to the show for any length of time, that I have this phrase that I love that's be bold and just be you. Part of embracing strength is embracing your individual self, those things that are uniquely you. Again, we're talking about not comparing ourselves, but really honing in on those things that they make you distinct and special, even if to other people they seem like weaknesses. Be bold and just be you. Yeah, when I was growing up, I had two girlfriends. One girlfriend, uh, her mom we called Mrs. Bedoso because that was her name. She was, you know, you do that. You call it their name. Uh, And then there was Mrs. McSorley. Mrs. Bedoso was Hungarian and meticulous. Her house was spotless. Mrs. McSorley had five kids. There were piles everywhere. Mm -hmm. They were friends, ironically enough. (laughs) And I remember being in the living room and Mrs. Bedoso at Mrs. McSorley's house saying, your house is a mess. Your house is a mess. I do not know how you live. And both of those women were wonderful. So it it didn't really matter. Mm -hmm. One was one way. One was the other. One had a messy house. The other had a clean house. And they were great. They were each their own person. Mm. And, you know, and that can be, we can go beyond clean house, messy house. I mean, we've got the age old, you know, are you the organic food all the time? Or do you run on fast food, what others might even call junk food? You know, are you single married or single again, we talk about here? I mean, there's so many comparisons. What else are you thinking through? Mm, work inside the the home, outside the home, because we all work. It's just the location, or we do both. Mm. You know, there's personalities too. Like, are you creative? Are no. you analytical? Are you a dreamer, doer? Are you both? Mm. Are you? Uh, do you love naps? Are you athletic? Oh wait, you're both, Julie. You know, I'm like, wait, is that? Can that be the same? Yeah, you do. You're <laughs> I like athletic. to be athletic, but then I want to nap the rest of the day. <laughs> like I've already done my physical <laughs> stuff. The rest of the day is low key. I love it. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, are you introverted? Are you extroverted? It's okay to embrace what you are and stop trying to feel bad about it, or maybe even try to change some of those things. Just lean all the way into who and how you are, and then, like we've said, kind of build in habits that will get you to where you want to go. Yeah, and I don't want you to apologize for you. 
I'm sorry I am an introvert or an extrovert. I'm sorry if I you know, have a messy house or I'm not going to apologize if I have a clean house. That's never happened in my life. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I don't want you to apologize for mm. who you are, which doesn't mean we shouldn't be sorry for some things we do. Mm. Mm, there's a big, big line. I, I think the strongest woman is able to acknowledge when she messes up. Now, messing up does not mean that you are messed up. Ooh. There's such a s- distinction there. And I'll just be honest and say, I can get that messed up in my head. I messed up, therefore I'm a mess up. No, that is not what we're saying. You can make a mistake, own it, and move on and be stronger for it and exemplify strength to the person you're owning your stuff with. So Uh it's okay to want to improve, but wanting to improve does not mean that you're worthless where you are. Oh, Julie, I'm so glad you said that. I get so irritated when I see women say, I'm a mess, but Mm. they are not a mess. They can create a mess. They can have a mess created for them, Mm. but they are not, you are not a mess. I am not a mess. Our listeners are not a mess. Mm. They are so much more than that. Mm. All of this, everything that we're saying about being you means that be you, be exactly who you are because you are created to be the person you're supposed to be, fulfill the roles you're supposed to fulfill. And you know what? That's good. That's great. And it's what we all need is you, exactly you. For sure. Okay. So here's another little kind of pivot from what we've been saying. We want you to embrace who you are and not apologize and be okay with, you know, being different than those around you. But also at the same time, don't shortchange what you're capable of. So I think this is speaking to, be happy with who and where you are and what you're good at, but always be thinking that there's maybe more I'm supposed to be doing. Not in a, you know, leveling up the bar to where I'll never reach it, but don't get caught in this thinking that you're incapable of doing more or being more. And this isn't just adding more things to what you do. This isn't making your list longer. This is going back to your goals, to the things you want to do and be and accomplish What are those? And don't think you can't do it because if it's on your heart, if you are passionate about it, if it serves your natural talents, you're supposed to do it. So, you know, it takes a little bit of courage. It takes, no, sometimes it takes a (laughs) lot of courage. But I really want to encourage you to not doubt that there's within you what you need to fulfill your dreams. Yeah. And I think be okay with what we said before, slow progress, taking step by step by step, because every little step is a move forward and sometimes breaking it down into smaller steps, but still pushing yourself is the best way and the most long-term sustainable way to actually get toward those scary goals that you have. Okay. This one's a little bit challenging for all women. um, And that is talk less, say more. That's a hard one because we are verbal creatures. We like to chat about things. We like to, you know, unpack things and we respond to things. But the reality is sometimes if we keep our mouth shut, we, even if we're not smart, we look smart. Even, (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, sometimes we just need to temper it a little bit. Well, for sure. I mean, we've talked about grace. Sometimes keeping our mouth shut is that actual demonstration of grace. It's, you know, it's power under control, ultimately. I feel like I should not be the one to speak in this segment, but... (laughs) Julie, but here, I I want those who God has gifted with verbiage and lots of it, (laughs) I don't want you to feel like this is an affront because it's not because God has gifted you with the ability to talk. And part of that is relational. Part of that is building relationships with people that others who don't talk have a harder time doing. So there's, there is a very positive in having a lot of words in your (laughs) vocabulary. Um, But at the same time, we have to be careful with that because we are emotional beings females are a little more emotional than men in general just a smidge just a smidge (laughs) and we can open our mouth in the midst of the emotions and say things we probably shouldn't Mm -hmm. yep I've done that a time or two or 20 dozen times but yes I mean this is a good reminder that sometimes we really are meant to say that thing and we have to have the courage to do it but we do need to check like am I reacting in my emotions here am I reacting instead of saying something that's truly meant to be said here and so the power of pausing to ponder and pray before you speak um, sometimes can make all the difference in the way that thing, that circumstance, that relationship, that, um, you know, life decision is pursued, pausing, pondering, praying. Mm, So true. I know going back to offering grace to others, sometimes when they are sharing their life or their heart or their frustrations, sometimes I will sit and go in my mind, God, help me keep my mouth shut. Mm -hmm. God, help me not say anything that I shouldn't say. Mm -hmm. Lord, you know, in the moment, Mm -hmm. do it in the moment. Mm -hmm. Just Think and pray through what it is you will say to that other person. Here's one that I know because I've lived a lot more life than (laughs) a lot of people who are listening. Um, This too shall pass. Whatever it is that you are experiencing, it will pass. You will have another season, another life experience. You will you will move forward from this moment in time. So don't feel like you're always going to live there. Mm -hmm. Life indeed is filled with great times and bad times, and it's very fluid. So whatever it is, it's going to pass. Mm -hmm. I'll be honest. I was encouraged just reading that on the outline today because we do. We get so bogged down in the moment of the thing. Um, And sometimes we, you know, get caught up in the clouds of the exciting thing, and we just kind of need to remember that, these seasons that we're experiencing, these circumstances we're experiencing, they're not forever. For good or for bad, they're not forever. We can look back at our past and know that this is very true in our own lives. Some of the hardest things we thought in the moment, I'll never survive this and look at you now. Um, So that can be, it, it can feel trite, but ultimately when we really pause to reflect on all the things we thought we would never get through and even all the amazing experiences we've already had, they pass and then we're on to the next thing. And what we've been through really adds to our character and and our strength for what we're gonna face going forward. It's true. And I can tell you that most everything you face in life is figure outable. Is that a word? It is now. (laughs) I think it's a great word. Uh, Because you may be facing something that you think, I don't know the way out. I don't know how to change the job I'm in. I don't know how to you know, handle this problem with my child or with a friend or whatever, 
I would say almost everything is figure outable. Mm. If not, it is passable. Mm. You will move on from it. But in general, you'll figure out how to do it. You'll mm. figure out how to handle it. You'll figure out how to get to the other side. Okay, so I think the last thing here as we're talking about this too shall pass is to focus on the fact that your future needs you and your past doesn't. I mean, you've been there, done that. Let's move forward. Let it let it empower you. Ooh, your favorite word. Let it empower <laughs> you, not keep you stuck there. Just following that thought, you need to live for today. Hmm. You need to, like Julie said earlier, think I'm going to do my best today. Because, as Corey Ten Boom said once, which I think was brilliant, worry does not empty tomorrow of its sorrow. It empties today of its strength. How many hours have we spent worrying about things that never happen? So if we would just kind of keep that in focus, that that's not going to serve us, this too shall pass. I only have today, and I can only, you know, I can, I'm only responsible for what I can accomplish today. So I would say, ultimately, strength comes from two major sources. One is your life experience. The other, of course, is a dependence on the God we serve. Mm. Because I can't imagine going through so many of the things in life that I did without him by my side. For sure. Without him saying, I got you. Your heart is broken, but I've got you. Mm -hmm. You don't know how to figure this out. You don't know what to do next, but I've got you. I'm here for you and trust me. Yeah, and I think I just want to acknowledge that there will be times that even in a life of depending on God, you will feel like, does he really got me? Yeah. <laughs> is he really there? The fact that this is happening really makes me question whether or not God's got me. And that's okay. You can even be honest with him in those moments. And that actually speaks of a strength of willingness to be honest. I mean, being honest in those seasons um, and those fears is a strength in itself. And he will carry you even through those doubtful moments. Well, and we act like he doesn't know what we're thinking or feeling. <laughs> I mean, the truth is he knows everything. Mm -hmm. So we might as well talk it out with him. We might as well say exactly what you said. I doubt you. I don't feel like you're here right now. And I don't, I don't see it. He knows that. He knows that that's going on in your heart, and he is okay with that conversation. Mm. We've talked a little bit about our past. Um, I love this quote you included from Steve Brown that says, you will never know celebration if you don't know lament. So we have to be uh, intentional to not you know, regret our past, to, yes, lament, but then allow it to shape us going forward. We need to remember, too, that, you know, God is the ultimate source of our strength. And the way we get it is that relationship with him, that conversation that we can have with him, that honesty, that dependence. And, you know, we talked about looking at your past, not living in it, but looking back at your past, you can see how he did that before. Those times where we really feel like we have no strength it's such an encouragement to remember that any strength we do have is actually God's strength in us. And so we can, we can admit our inability while clinging to and walking in and praying for his power and strength and ability in those moments. All right, Julie, I think, you know, we haven't, we haven't addressed everything we need or will experience to become strong women, but 
you know, let's do a little, actually you do a little bit of a recap of kind of what we just walked through. Well, maybe some habits to focus on. Hey, oh, hey, like love that. There? That was uh, good. Focus on being the woman that you needed as a girl. Lower your expectations. Collective sigh. Determine who you want to be and how you want to live and set some goals. Don't shortchange what you're capable of. Talk less and in doing so, say more. Remember that this too shall pass. Choose to live for today and rely on the strength of the experiences you've had and a dependence on God. It's good. I think if we just incorporate those habits, as you said, into our lives, uh, we would day by day, one day at a time, become stronger women. All right, ladies, if you think that your strength is waning and you don't know where it comes from, got a Bible verse for you. It's Romans 5, 4. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. Love that. Well, I'm sure if you are looking for some more encouragement, which you probably are, be sure to click on the show notes. We'll link to some of our favorite articles for Strength of Women over at Grit and Grace Life. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of This Grit and Grace Life. Make sure you've subscribed and rated and reviewed the show so more friends can find us. You can also share about this episode on your social media or send it to a friend you think it could help. You can find everything we talked about in this episode on our website, gritandgracelife.com, where you'll also find plenty of other articles from other women answering questions you may have.